Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast to rebuild. Or not to rebuild, that is the question that the Denver Broncos are going to have to look in the mirror and ask because, boy, the ship is sinking fast. It's like an 80s radio station. Hey, the hits, they keep coming. And I tell you what, Bradley Chubb now, the latest, a injury that's going to keep him out for the entire season. We'll get to that. We'll get to the veterans. Is it time to move some of these big names, some fan favorites, We'll discuss that today on the Broncos Blitz podcast. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirit. Chef Andrea Verrall in that locally sourced rotating seasoning beer is just tremendous. And on over there to Tap 14 on the web, that's tap14.com. So if you did not hear Bradley Chubb out with the season, a partially torn ACL that he sustained in the Jacksonville game, a, a very weird injury, too, because um, this is somebody who left the game with cramps. He rehydrated, got back into the game, left the game again with a knee injury, and then went back out there after he was listed as questionable. And uh, look, he actually had a pretty darn good final drive, as Vic Fangio described. He made some plays and got to the quarterback, but woke up the next morning on Monday and said, oh boy, this doesn't feel right. They ended up uh, diagnosing now him with a torn ACL, a partially torn ACL, I should say, and he is gone for the year. So Denver loses a top five player. Denver is 0-4. Things are looking grim. Is it time to rebuild? And I think that's the question John Elway and this team has to ask themselves is, is it time to rebuild, or is this team basically just going to try to stick it out and win as many games as possible? Now, obviously, look, if you're the long-term thinker, this is a rebuild, or at least it needs to be. If you want to uh, look towards the draft, cap space, uh, money on the books, and and set yourself up for a big offseason, you can do so. There are several names that the Broncos could be moving that actually would have quite a bit of value. And we'll start with Emmanuel Sanders, who, look, the terrific, terrific wide receiver who's on track for 1,100-plus yards on uh, 90-some catches. You know, this is a guy who is, is very, very productive, but for the Denver Broncos, look, Emmanuel Sanders is on the other side of 30, uh, obviously has dealt with the injuries before. That is a big problem that has to be factored into this. And this is a guy with, uh, on the final year of his deal, going to be somebody that uh, is probably not going to re-sign here. I mean, you can't imagine that he's going to stick it out here uh, when he has the opportunity to test the open market and probably make more money. So Emmanuel Sanders getting value for him makes sense. Then you talk about Chris Harris Jr., the fan favorite and you know, the, the Chris Harris Jr. discussion is the one that's tough for at least me because he's great in the community. This is a guy who is good, good for Denver, you know, and good for Colorado because he, he does so much to give back. But again, 
one-year deal, final year on his deal. Denver decided, hey, we're going to kick you some extra money, uh, a $3.15 million raise from his previous contract. And uh, I, I think there is still opportunities here that Denver could re-sign Chris Harris Jr. on a long-term deal here in Denver, although I think those odds are very, very much against them. Chris Harris Jr. had comments in the locker room post-game that uh, were pretty moot and to the point with the media and the scrum. There was some extra discussion between Mark Kisla of the Denver Post and Chris Harris Jr., apparently where he was quoted saying, uh, 13 more weeks left for me. Now, look, I'm not sure if that's a real quote or not, but to be truly honest, if that's the case, boy, uh, that may have been spoken out a little bit of frustration in, in Chris Harris Jr.'s case. He did take to Twitter, and um, look, this is a guy who tried to do, if not damage control, tried to speak the honest truth when it comes to his status with the Denver Broncos. He tweeted twice yesterday on Tuesday saying uh, uh, basically that he loves being a Denver Bronco. He said, quote, I love being a Bronco. And the only thing I am unhappy about is losing. Anyone who just suggests otherwise is flat out wrong. Hashtag strap Harris. He also said, I am motivated as ever to turn this around with the Broncos. I love my teammates, coaches, and all the fans here in Denver. We were all frustrated after the game because we care and we want to win. He also notes that care and win is in cap locks. Look, of course they care. And, and, and I've said this multiple times on the podcast to suggest otherwise that they don't care or they're weak, or they're soft, or whatever may be the case. It's just hogwash. It's be- it's just a bad take. It's a bad fan take. These guys absolutely care. They love what they do. They love their teammates. And because they care, they speak out. Look, if they didn't care, they wouldn't say anything, mail it in for the season, and say, thanks, but no thanks, and we'll talk to you next time. You know, This is a team that has a bunch of good guys, and they do have talent, but Unfortunately, the ball has just not bounced their way from the drop passes in Oakland to the penalties that they dealt with and, and the unfortunate call against Chicago, you know, the the way the Jaguars game ended. It just, it has been a collection of things. If it's not this, it's that. If it's not that, it's this. And unfortunately, the result for Denver is they're 0-4, and that's the reality of it. And you are what your record says you are, and right now the Broncos are a bad team, and quite frankly, for the last four years, They have been a bad team since Peyton Manning left. So the rebuild, it could involve trading away Chris Harris Jr. could involve trading away Emmanuel Sanders, other potential names to watch on this roster. Obviously, everybody's big discussion has been Von Miller. I I don't see this as being as plausible as people think. Uh, Von Miller is somebody who... Uh, look, he's getting paid a lot of money. There's also a lot of dead money that accompanies a trade like that. And so I, I don't know if this is that plausible. This is also a guy that, look, you got to find a suitor who's also willing to take on that money and then also is willing to take on uh, that much dumping of assets. Denver's going to be looking for draft picks. They're not going to just put Von Miller out on the market and say, hey, we would like three first-round picks and get the whole entire NFL saying, yes, please take my st- please take my money. That's not how it works. This is a lot of assets that they would have to get back for a guy like Von Miller, and I just don't think a team's ready to pony that up for a guy who is on the other side of 30 and somebody who is aging, and quite frankly, aging is going to hurt Von Miller a lot more than it would a Bradley Chubb because 
This is a guy who is a finesse pass rusher, so it is going to be tough. Uh, and I think, look, the leadership that he brings and the value he still brings. This guy can still get to the quarterback. I, I think Von Miller's going to stay a Bronco, as he should. The other name potentially to watch is Derek Wolf. I don't know if there's some major interest around the league around Derek Wolf. Uh, certainly could be one of them that could, that could be on the trade block. Uh, I, I would like to see them keep Derek Wolf. I think this is a solid player for Denver who, um, you know, is is somebody that uh, is is one of their last final pillars when it comes to strong leadership. Um, you know, when he speaks, you listen uh, inside that locker room. I think they lack that big time. I, I don't know if there's a ton of those guys that are in there. A big part of it is because, look, they're all gone. You know, the, the Akib Talibs of the world, the TJ Wards of the world, they're not here anymore, you know, and Denver's got a lot of new uh, fresh faces, and it's going to take time for those fresh faces to just gain that natural leadership, and certainly they have not seen that so far yet because, um, look, it's a rocky it's a rocky ship right now. It's a, a ship that's going over the Pacific, and there's some big waves, and we're swaying left to right, left to right. It, the ship has not sunk, nor has anything broke, but it is taking on water. That is for sure, and this is a Denver team that, look, um, if, if they can just get off the schneid, you know, and maybe it starts this week against the Chargers. Then all of a sudden you're looking towards Tennessee. Maybe that's two in a row and you kind of break this funk and maybe start things fall, start falling your way. And maybe you finish as a six, seven, eight win team. Who knows? Probably not. But if you want to look for a silver lining, there could very well be one of those. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. And, uh, of course, there's a lot to unpack from this week. And I want to get into more on the Bradley Chubb injury that, of course, just reported yesterday, and how that affects the Broncos next. So again, welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. Bradley Chubb's injury is a big one. This is a Denver team that now has to deal without their star rusher. And look, make no mistake, as much fun, as much attention as Von Miller gets, this is a Broncos team that their best defensive player so far this year has been Bradley Chubb. We just say right now, who is the best player on defense? It is Bradley Chubb because of his consistent play over all the uh, you know the the four games so far. This is a guy that was getting to the quarterback, that was batting down passes, that was playing excellent in the run game when Von Miller for the first couple games was truly non-existent. So this is going to be one of those uh, injuries that Denver is. It could completely alter which way they go with a season because this could be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. You know, in the idea that, look, we're 0-4, we're not going anywhere as a team, and look, the depth that we have behind him is just not great. And this could be one of those situations where Denver does decide to pack it in. So Denver at 0-4 depth-wise on the defensive side of the football is, uh, well, look, they were weak to start. But when it comes to trying to replace a Bradley Chubb, you know, now you're looking at the idea of Malik Reed, uh, Justin Hollins, you know, uh, it's tough. You know, Corey Nelson, who, by the way, also was injured against the Jaguars. You know, there's just not a lot there for Denver to, and, and again, this is a Denver team that they were weak at linebacker already, just in general. On the outside, inside, they're just, uh, gaping holes that they've got to fill. Josie Jewell dealing with an injury as well, too. So 
This is a linebacking core that is very weak right now, and I tell you what, preseason training camp darling Malik Reed, his role on this team just got drastically more important because he is somebody who is going to have to rush the quarterback and going to have to be able to put some pressure opposite of Von Miller or else teams are now essentially saying, hey, we are going to double-team Von Miller. We will not get beat by your one star. And that's the dynamic that Bradley Chubb leaving the starting lineup poses to this Broncos team and the fact that maybe they just don't get after the quarterback anymore. And as we saw in the first three games, they are not winning without a pass rush. And if this is a team that is going to allow Phillip Rivers, Marcus Mariota, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, some of the upcoming quarterbacks uh, that they're going to face on the schedule, six, seven seconds of time, that's going to be a bad time. It's going to be a very bad time to be a Denver Broncos fan and a bad time to be on that Broncos secondary because they are going to shred that Denver Broncos defense. So, Bradley Chubb gone for the year? Tough. 0-4 start? Tough. Got to put in Corey Nelson. Justin Hollins is your depth guy for Bradley Chubb. Malik Reed's got to step up? Tough. But are there silver linings for where Denver is? Okay, maybe. Uh, let's dig deep, okay? And again, we're going to dig deep here for some silver linings, okay? First of all, on the silver lining list, I'm still digging. Hold on. Hang tight. <laughs> uh, look, you get an opportunity to look at Malik Reed. Uh, this is somebody who impressed greatly back in July. Somebody who looked great in preseason. And quite frankly, when he got into the game, he did record a sack. You know, this this is somebody, this is a time now where you could see where Malik Reed is on this team. And could he truly be somebody who has starter capability? You know, is is this somebody who could truly step in and become a, a major player for this Broncos defense moving forward in Malik Reed? We're going to find that out. We're going to see how much gusto this Broncos defense truly does have now losing Bradley Chubb and and how good Von Miller can be because again all the attention is now on him and he knows that and so uh, if teams are going to take him out and Denver can't get a pass rush that's a big problem moving forward it's going to be up to Von Miller now and puts a lot of extra pressure on him to truly get to the quarterback and again it doesn't have to be a sack but I need you to affect the throws and I need you to at least get the quarterback off his spot so that you know, it's it's not pitch and catch basically back there all game long. I suppose there's a bit of a cynical uh, silver lining, if you will, here in the fact that look, if you were looking for a complete rebuild at the start of the season, you're probably getting it. You're probably getting it now. Uh, this is a team at 0 and 4 is in line for a top three, top five pick in the draft. Uh, it is unfortunate that Denver is still in this case but they are going to have their opportunities at premier talent. And if they are, it could be quarterback. It could be an offensive lineman. It could be linebacker. It's, it's a very tough situation to be in. If you're Denver that where now you're almost forced to kind of take this. Okay. We're punting on the 2019 season. We'll be back in 2020 and hopefully we're better. Now that's, that's kind of where this, the reality at least, of this team and where they're at now is now whether they actually walk down that path a whole nother obstacle but again this is a team that were to all of a sudden get hot and and win six seven games now you're picking in the 10 15 range and all of a sudden it's like man 
do you really want to be there again where you're not going to get the the quality bona fide talent that you see like in Bradley Chubb? I mean, this is just not a recipe that is going to consistently work. When you are stuck in purgatory, that is the worst place to be in the NFL. You need to be one or the other, completely bad or completely good, because when you are completely bad, generally you get a lot of assets to turn it around very, very quickly in the NFL. And obviously you want to be in that good stature, but until the Broncos can get some actual talent on this team where they are truly firing on all cylinders in all phases. Look, it just seems like every single game, it's the defense playing well, and then it's the offense playing poorly. It's the offense playing well, and then the defense is poorly, or both are playing well, and then special teams cost them. It's just it's one thing or the other. Penalties, turnovers, yada, yada, yada. You know what it all is? It's all death by inches. And I tell you what, Vic Fangio is taking a lot of heat this week for his defense not being able to stop Gardner Minshew and the, those Jaguars. This is a team that, led by a defensive-minded head coach, has defense as their weakness. Okay? Think about that. Vic Fangio, a defensive-minded head coach who is supposed to be a defensive guru genius, and defense is their biggest weakness. This is a big problem, and I get it. Only first four games uh, into the season shouldn't uh, be too drastic in your decision-making. you got to give these guys time, but it is a little disappointing to see Vic Fangio not be able to make the correct adjustments. It's very disappointing to see this team really just not be able to perform when you know they have talent on the team, from Bradley Chubb to Vaughn Miller, Chris Harris Jr. I listen to national radio all the time, and you hear these guys talk about them, and it's the same kind of stuff. So certainly a bit disappointing, but uh, look, we'll see if they can turn it around against L.A. in a virtual kind of home game. Look, 50% of that crowd is going to be Broncos fans in L.A. when they kick off on Sunday. I believe that's 205 start or 225 start. Is they will get the head honchos over there at CBS Broadcasting in the game and Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson. So certainly um, hopefully they'll be able to paint a better picture than what we've seen lately because this is a Broncos team that, boy, has looked very yucky so far as Vic Fangio still waiting for his first win as a NFL head coach starting 0-4. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap14. Big thank you to our friends over there at Tap14 and, of course, always at MyLifeSports.com where you can find more coverage on the Broncos. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio, on Twitter where we are all done for the podcast for today, our daily podcast with My Life Sports. So if you want to check out archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, you can do so. Just uh, download the My Life Sports mobile app or go to MyLifeSports.com. You can find previous archives of the Blitz podcast. Of course, uh, talking with different players as well to postgame. Had a chance to catch up with Noah Fant after his first uh, career touchdown reception. Interesting little combo, what he had to say. Of course, uh, always hear from the coach. And several of the Broncos players. That's at milehighsports.com. And of course, on the Broncos Wits podcast, a daily podcast with Mile High Sports. We're all done for the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. And of course, more discussions, breakdowns, news, player profiles, and more at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. See y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.